secret belly button. A secret belly button? <laughs> <laughs> that is the scariest thing I've ever heard of. Some <laughs> secret belly button. You're just like showering one day and you're like, <laughs> it's because I wear leggings all the time. So if, if I just slip it down a little, it's a secret. Nobody knows it's there. Secrets. The chamber of secrets. <laughs> That's what I call it. That's what you call your belly button. It is a chamber, dude. You never know. Like I don't have an innie. I have. I don't have an Audi. I have an innie. Uh, me too. I have you, an innie. You never know. Like, <laughs> there. Have you ever looked in there? Sometimes I spread it as wide as I can I just to exploring. see what's on the bottom. Yeah, like what do the scars look like? My mom was like, "Yeah, I had an innie until you were born." Oh. And now, tonight's presentation. Hey guys. Hey guys. <laughs> I was trying not to cough. I was trying not to cough and it came out like that. can control it. Uh, hey guys, welcome to another episode of Flick Chicks. Yeah. I'm Sheridan. And I'm Chelsea. And today we are looking at the shinning. The shinning. The shinning. Yeah, she thinning. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Actually, it's the shining. 1980. Um, 80. My dudes and my nudes. <laughs> my goods. <laughs> my goodas. My goodas and my ludes, you know? <laughs> my lute, my lute. <laughs> my <leg bit. laughs> word association over here uh yeah we're doing the shining i'm so excited because this is weirdly a movie that i watch i just gravitate toward it during christmas during the winter during the winter winter's coming and it's coming to the hotel of hell (laughs) (laughs) yeah guys it reminds me of christmas and i don't maybe it's because of the snow i'm not sure but like i always watch it during christmas Mm -hmm. and uh, I never ever get tired of it. It's like an alternate universe of yeah. Home Alone, dude. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Uh, Just a little bit. So let me. Okay, so let me ask you something. When did you first see this movie? Do you remember like when you're a little kid watching it? I remember being little and watching it, but I don't remember like I don't remember being super afraid until he was like, "Here's Johnny." Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, that's so creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I, uh, okay, so I first saw clips of this movie in, uh, in Twister. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. It's uh, one of my favorite movies yeah, it's for like, some weird reason. We should cover that movie. I'm down. It scares it's... the shit out of me, so this is perfect, dude. I've been through a tornado. I know. So, uh... It's, it shows, there's like a scene in Twister where they're watching it in a drive in yes, theater. Yes, I remember that part. And, it's and like, then it's, F5 is coming. It's the scene, yeah, and it's the scene where he's hacking the the bathroom door open. And like, just seeing that, I was like, no, I don't want anything to do with that movie. Yeah, and when I first saw it from beginning to end, like as an adult, I don't think I was ready for it. Because it's not a horror movie like anyone you've ever seen. It's not, it's like, it all takes place in a well-lit hotel. Yeah. There's no like shadows Mm -mm. or you don't know what's day and night like you don't know what the fuck where what is happening and it's very light on the jump scares Mm -hmm. it's all very it shows you everything and it kind of sets you up for it but not in like 
not in a predictive, like, bad way, but it's just, it's like the tension, you know? It's, it's like Danny's slowly walking towards room 237 and, like, we know there's something, yeah, the suspense, like, (gasps) and dude, like, it's clench butthole, dude. There's something, and I'll always say it, people scare the fuck out of me. Dude, you can be 100% normal and fine, and the next moment, something might snap. You might have an aneurysm or something weird in your brain happens and bam. 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 <laughs> you coming for the whole family. The yeah. whole fucking family. Dude, it's it's so terrifying. <coughs> um, The way that people can be driven to, to, to murder. Mm, to red be, rum? Because like this has, <laughs> I, I don't think this story is very uncommon. Like people getting cabin fever and like just snapping it's a fucking thing let me tell you i'm from the north where the blizzards <laughs> oh yeah north dakota have raging parties all the time there's i okay so we live in phoenix so obviously we can't be like snowed in anywhere but i can only imagine i can't imagine like being stuck just in one place and i used to work at a hotel and i've been stuck in a blizzard where when you go outside all you see is white the color white in the sky yeah and it's so it fucks with your head dude I bet. We, I, I, I can't handle it, dude. I don't think I could live somewhere where it snows. There's a disorder, a, like a depression called SAD, and it's called seasonal, seasonal affective disorder. Yes. And it's real. And yep. like, I had to sit for a long time. I had to go and, and literally look at blue light because it gave off new, like the same uh, vitamins, like vitamin D and stuff like that. Okay. Because I wasn't getting any vitamins from the sun because the sun was gone for months. When I lived in New York City, I went through a terrible bout of depression because you never saw the sun because of the buildings. Like, literally, the buildings are so tall and so numerous that it blocks out the sun. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, and I never never saw a sunset ever. Oh, my God. Like... I mean, I, you know, you can go, obviously you can watch a sunset, yeah. like, at a park or something. Right. But it's still just buildings. And, like, it fucks with you. Yeah. It, it's hard. It was, like, hard to keep track of the time. And yep. I'm a very, like, I need, I don't know why, I have this weird thing where I, like, need to know what time it is, like, always. <laughs> Sheridan's like, where is the sun? I just, where is the sun? Where is the moon? <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I, it's, I don't know, guys. I, and it's. Some people find it rude because I'll be hanging out with people and I'll just randomly check my phone for the time and they're like, oh, you got somewhere to be? And I'm like, no, but I just, I need to know. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. I just, right. it's a weird compulsion. Bah. So like not having, I mean, obviously like I have my phone as a reference always, but mm-hmm. I need to like see where the sun is. Yeah, dude. It's weird. <laughs> And sometimes the moon, you can't see the moon at night. Sometimes the moon won't be there. Exactly. You're like, ah, the vampires are coming tonight, bitch. So I, I like, I can't imagine someone, <coughs> anyone being able to successfully watch a hotel for five months Straight. during the winter. Huh. I don't know. I don't know if anyone could do that. I'm not sure. Maybe if for you, if you guys have like a super strong, if you think like your will is super strong, I don't know. But I think that after a few days, you would probably snap. Yeah. I think the Torrance family lasted like a like a, a two months. Yeah. Maybe like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. I was trying to keep track. Mm-hmm. I was really interested to see how they tracked. Uh, I never paid attention to like, because, okay, all during this movie, it's like Tuesday, Monday, Saturday, right. whatever. So I sat there during the movie and I like kept track of what day it was. And I think I counted like seven weeks or something. Right. So... Uh, I think that that's probably the most anyone could... That's, like, the best anyone could do, really. Like, mm-hmm. Jack hung on, hung on for a long-ass time. Like... Yeah. So, yeah, man. 
It's not a situation that I would be in. I wouldn't take that job. Even if I was... Okay, so... <coughs> even if I was a writer and, like, needed all this time mm-hmm. to write, I would not be able to do that. Yeah. And not, like, escape. <laughs> and can you imagine, like, one person going? Just you? And you could hear all the sounds? Nope. I nope. would... Ha! Nope. No, dude. Not and Not even a little bit. It's so scary to think about. And this movie in particular has some of like the scariest imagery it's like a nightmare this whole movie is like someone's nightmare yeah it is it's just like pictures of nightmarish situations Mm -hmm. along with this creepy weird stringy music yeah like lots of strings lots of strings lots of like it sounds like they're scraping stuff against violins Mm -hmm. and like i know okay i noticed that about horror they they like scrape stuff against piano wires and yep. like violins to make that weird violin sound it's terrifying. and it is terrifying um it reminded me some of it reminded me of the soundtrack in nosferatu oh yeah uh it was very um very dramatic and very ghostly mm-hmm. it, oh it's so good it's Great so good oh so okay before we even start i was so i i'm like super psyched to cover this movie because I think it's one of the best it's the best haunted house movie in my opinion like in that subgenre of horror Mm -hmm. The Shining is like number one for me Mm -hmm. um so I went on uh I went on like social media today and I announced that we were doing this movie and somebody commented like oh something about like oh I'm probably not gonna listen because I can't take any more bashing of this movie and I'm like, whoa! I'm like, who's out here bashing The Shining? Yeah. Like, where have you heard that? That's crazy to me. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about. Same. I mean, okay, I have a pro- I have a problem with the ending, you guys. I'm not gonna lie. We'll get to it, but I have mm-hmm. a problem with the ending. Yeah. But, but like, I would never say like it's terrible. I fucking hate it. Like, I just I just don't agree with it. Yeah. And that's the most I've heard people say. Yeah. Like they maybe they don't prefer this scene, but, like, it's still fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Everybody holds it. It's widely agreed upon right. to be one of the best. And this, the, you know, this person was saying that they keep hearing bashing of it. And I'm like, it just blew my mind. Yeah, that people have that opinion. But there are there are stupid people out there. That's all I'm going to say. There I are mean, really stupid people. <laughs> I'm, not try- I'm not trying to trash people who have different tastes than me, but I genuinely want to know. So, you know, she's a, <laughs> she's a sweetheart. I genuinely want to know, like, what... If you, okay, guys, for any of you listening, if you're listening to this podcast episode because you hate the movie for some reason, you should drop us a message and tell us why you hate yeah, it. Yeah, tell us why. I would really like to know. Genuinely, I'm not trying to bash you. I just want to know. want to understand. I'll bash you. My name's Chelsea. <laughs> Hi. Um, um, no. How was your week? <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, it was really good. I... Got all my bills paid. That's a really good feeling, you guys. Dude, it is. That's such a good feeling. Actually, I hate it. Well, I love it. I because it means I have one more month of not having to worry about bills. I have a fucking huge knot in my hair. Look at this. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, my week was good. We. When did we meet up and get our nails done? Ah. Uh, Two days ago. What day was that? Friday. It was Friday. Yeah, 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 because I got off yeah. work early. Yeah. yeah, and I did too. We got our nails done. Mm-hmm. I got these, like, crazy... Okay, guys, I'm just... I need to talk about this for a second, because I experienced something that I've never experienced before. If you don't know, 
I'm a dog groomer, so I usually don't have like nail, and I'm a nail biter, so I usually don't have nails at all. They're like bitten to the nub. I have very ugly hands. And I decided, I, I just, I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to, because I, I really like pretty nails. You know, I appreciate them. I just can't have them because I'm trash. So I'm like, you know what? I want nails. I'm going to go with Chelsea and get, we're going to get our nails done. And when they asked, like, what we wanted, uh, we chose, instead of acrylics, we did dips. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard of that before. I popped her cherry. Huh? And they did, they put these, they put, like, fake tips on your nails. And then they, like, just dip it in this color. It's this powder. And it, it's like they and painted it. And it builds a nail. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. It is crazy to me. <laughs> it was awesome. It was a really, it was a really fun day. And then we went shopping. Yeah. Thrifting. Yes. It's so much fun, dude. Yeah, it was really cool uh, because I found a pentagram dress mm-hmm. for like $5. So fucking cool, dude. Love it. Yeah. It's the best thing I've ever found at a thrift store. And then I found like four sweatshirts. Yes. And they're really cool. And they're so cool. I've been getting back into Overwatch. Same. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, dude. I like to main as Moira. I main as Mercy. <laughs> We're healer sisters. Healer sisters. I'm a lover, not a fighter. We're so. better than si- scissor sisters. <laughs> we help each other. <laughs> we heal each other. Mm-hmm. Healers. Healies. Forever. <laughs> We're healies. Um, um, yeah, so if you play Overwatch uh, on Xbox. Or wait, it's not cross-platform, is it? Okay. Not yet, I don't think. Dude, I, a lot of my friends play PlayStation, and I'd like to play with them, but... Say la vie. Get an Xbox. How was your week? Was it good? <laughs> Dude, yeah. This week was tight. This week was tight. Um, I kept myself busy. I got to see this this week's this week sucks tonight's last show in Phoenix. And it was tight. It was really, really fun. Was that last night? No. That was on Wednesday? Tuesday. Oh, okay. Cool. I think it was Tuesday. I don't fucking remember. I don't know. This week happened fast. Um, it has been. We've been so busy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the nails done. Got some cool shit. Um, paid my bills. And <laughs> um, yeah, tonight I'm doing stand-up. Ooh! Doing she stand-up. said it. She said it. She's doing it. Yep. I have to hold myself to it. I will be front row. I will be front row. I'm gonna poop my pants. I'm yeah! gonna shit myself. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited. Um, we're going down, down, to, down, down we're tonight. We're going down, down, <laughs> We're going downtown. And uh, Chelsea's going to do like three to five minutes. Yep. Oh, I'm so excited. <sighs> same, 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 same. Oh, my gosh. I can't oh. wait. I hope somebody has weed there. <laughs> they will. Hopefully, I'm sure. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> um, all right. <coughs> We are ready. The Shining, directed by Stanley Kubrick. You all know. I think this is our first Stanley Kubrick movie. Might be our only one because this is really like, I don't know, Clockwork Orange. I guess you could consider a horror. It's very psychological. Yeah. Uh, it stars Jack Nicholson as Jack Torrance, Shelley Duvall as uh, Wendy Torrance. And Deli Chuval, Danny, Jack Dickelson, D- Danny Lloyd as Danny, their son, and Scatman Crothers, who plays uh, Dick Halloran, whose real name is Benjamin, by the way. 
His name is not Scatman, although that is a really cool name. Um, it was written by Stanley Kubrick and Diane Johnson, and I was really refreshed to see a like women writer, yeah, like a woman writer on the on the little bill there, especially back in the eighties. Yeah, dude, it's tight butthole. Um, okay, guys, so I'm I finished doing some research on this movie last night, and I, and I was done with all my stuff, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch Toy Story because <laughs> I, you know, I have. Uh, Disney Plus, and I haven't watched it in a long time, so I popped it on. And I don't know if you noticed this, guys, but that very last, like, ten minutes when Woody and Buzz are stuck in Sid's house, his upstairs carpet uh, in the hallway is the Shining carpet. It's fucked up, The, like, classic, kind of, not diamond-shaped, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Look, Google the Shining carpet. And you'll, you'll see it. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was a fun little throw in that like a Pixar movie did of The Shining. Yeah, dude. This movie, like, I mean, guys, this, uh, I think next to Texas Chainsaw, this is like the other most famous horror movie we've ever covered. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been parodied countless times. It has some of the most famous movie lines, multiple right. uh, famous movie lines. This movie made Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Like... Here's Johnny. Yeah, the the crazy, like, eyebrow, you know, raising dude. Darling. Came from... Well, I mean, and you could argue that some of it comes from uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, but really it was The Shining that, like, solidified this kind of um, caricature mm-hmm. of Jack Nicholson. He is fucking terrifying. Yeah, dude. Um, He always surprises me in this movie. Every time I watch it, I'm like, whoa, this is some of, like, the most incredible acting I've ever seen. And it's really easy to see why, because Stanley Kubrick is, was, R.I.P., uh, was one of the most meticulous directors ever. He would do, like, a hundred takes of one scene and then 148 of the next scene, and then 70 of the next. And, like, he never stopped pushing to get that extra, like, 10% out of his actors. Wow. So that's why every scene in that movie is a masterpiece, because they did that shit over and over and over and over until it was perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And, like, I was watching a... I was watching a documentary by Stanley Kubrick's daughter, actually. So Stanley Kubrick's daughter was, like, 18 when he was shooting this movie. And so she kind of followed him around and, like, filmed a documentary of them shooting the movie. Mm. And then cut it down to, like, a 30-minute thing. It is incredible. I want to see it, It's It's so incredible. It's, like, you really get to see, you know, you're seeing Jack Nicholson going from, like, you know, he's, like, just sitting there on the telephone. He's brushing his teeth. He's doing whatever. And then he just, like, jumps into a scene and does it. And then they... And then he's... It's just, like, the watching the whole process was so magical. Mm-hmm. Makes you really appreciate. It really does. And, like, you can see the frustration. And, like, don't get me wrong. You could see the frustration in the cast and crew's eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie took, like, a year to film. Wow. So... Every by the, I mean Shelley Duvall was like ill the entire time they were shooting because really? of the stress and the just the the emotional output that yeah. this movie needed was so large that by the time it was over like she was so sick. How she looks in the movie is not how she looks in real life, you guys. Mm-hmm. Like 
she's, I mean, in this movie, she's very sunken and very skinny and very, she has, you know, these really dark circles under her eyes. And it's because she was sick. Wow. Like, during the filming. And it, it, it of course, makes it so that it's all the more real. Like, you see this woman, this haggard woman, trying to get through, like, her husband's, you know, downward spiral into yeah. crazy town. Um, but yeah, all the actors and all the crew, like, by the time it was over, it was just really frustrated. And there are a lot of people that, that say that Stanley Kubrick was kind of, was just too hard on his actors, but in interviews, they all say that, like, he got the best performances out of them. Mm-hmm. And, like, they might have resented that at the time, but by the end, look at this fucking movie. Yeah. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. It will this movie will never die. Mm-hmm. Like it will people will be watching this movie forever. People visit that hotel. Yeah. Like hundreds of thousands of times a year. Yeah. It's crazy. Um there are a lot of a lot of fans. Yeah. Of this movie. It's easy to see why. One of my my ex-stepmother's <laughs> like dreams was to is to go there someday. It's like on her bucket list. Yeah. So it's like, it's, you know, it's definitely a, a place to visit if you get the bulls. So before we, before we start, I will say that I have not seen Dr. Sleep, uh, the sequel to The Shining. No, that's Sheridan. I read it. This is Sheridan. Um, <laughs> I read the book and I wasn't impressed. I have to say, I wasn't really into the book. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, when the movie was announced, I was kind of like, eh, Okay. Like, maybe I'll see it. Maybe I won't. But Chelsea's opinion of it really has me curious. Yeah. Fucking hate it. <laughs> Fucking hate it. <laughs> hate it. Waste of my time. I mean, let me put it this way. I can't I can't give anything away because I really do want Sheridan. I care more about Sheridan than, than anybody. <laughs> and I, I want to make sure that she has a good, untainted experience. But I have to say that when I went to go see this movie, the entire theater, the entire theater was laughing the whole time. Wow. And do you think that, like, were you laughing with them? Or... I was laughing directly because of the movie, and so was everybody else. Okay, okay. No one was laughing because of each other. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I was going to say, sometimes people are assholes and they mm-hmm. laugh during horror movies, and, like, that's shitty. Yeah, this... So maybe you just had a bad movie experience, but if you were laughing, too, then that's the oh, movie it, being It was stupid. completely unprovoked by humans. It was all the movie. That really sucks. Yep. I still want to... See, I... Okay. Guys, I just really can't... I don't buy Ewan McGregor... Ewan McGregor, how do you say his name? Uh, in a horror movie. Yeah, good. I I don't buy good him in a horror yeah. movie. Good he wasn't good? Nope. Ugh. Nope. I knew it. His best film was Big Fish. Uh, and, and hey, yeah, don't get me wrong. I really like him. Moulin Rouge is great. I love that movie. That's a really good one. Um, I love Big Fish. And he was okay at Star Wars, I guess. Nah. But, like, uh, but, yeah, I, I don't, as soon as I heard that he was going to be Danny Torrance, I was like, no, I can't do yeah. it. It's a hard role to fill, though. Like, I don't have any alternatives for you, Hollywood. But I know that this was probably a bad decision. <laughs> um... Anyway, let's get into it. Um, don't worry, you guys. I'm not going to go scene by scene here because this movie is so long. It's like two-ish hours. Mm-hmm. I think it's over two hours. Yeah. Um, but every single, for me at least, every single second is vital to that movie. Yeah. I wouldn't cut anything out. Nope. It it's, is, it's perfect. All of it is necessary. 
It's um, Kubrick made really long movies and really slow burns, but it's um, but he does it so masterfully mm-hmm. because he's a master of suspense. He keeps you he keeps you on your toes. Um, so I love it. I it doesn't it. Admittedly, it does start to feel long towards the end, but it's over two hours. Yeah. I think no matter how interesting something is, I'm going to be squirming in my seat after two hours. Yeah, dude. Um, so we open with a family, the Torrances, who are going to be um, the caretakers of the Overlook Hotel in Colorado. Which means that they're going to be living in the hotel from, I think, October to May. Shit. No. Maybe November to May. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, they're going to be there for, like, six months. Uh, they can't... Apparently, the hotel can't stay open in the winter because they, they can't afford to keep the roads open. Just too much snow, and that makes sense. Yeah, and that's true. It's too much snow. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Like, honestly... Again, guys, I don't know anything about snow problems, okay? Like, I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, like, like snow, snow is no joke. Yeah. It's very heavy, and then you have to worry about where to put it. So if you're going to clear roads, you may not even have the, the room to do it. And I will... Okay, okay, so this is, like, the first... Even in this first scene, when Jack is going into this building to have this interview, he's interviewing for the position, the building... And this is a big thing in the movie. The architecture of this movie doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. When he's in the building, he goes in the very, like, middle of the building, and you can see a wall behind the room that he's about to go in, but when he goes into it, the room has a window, and you That's can see weird. outside. So it's like, already you kind of get this this Uneasy. kind of dream, yeah, this, like, dreamlike, almost, mm-hmm. feeling like this isn't real. Yeah. There goes my stomach, dude. Holy shit! <laughs> it's like when we start recording, it like immediately intense. happens. It has a lot to say about this movie. I guess, dude. You shut that um, bitch up. <laughs> uh, so, so basically, Jack <coughs> Jack goes to the Overlook Hotel to have this interview, and he, I think it's at the Overlook Hotel, and he gets the job. Um, he gets the job. And they tell him about the tragic accident that happened a few years ago where the last caretaker uh, got cabin fever and killed his family via axe. So he's like, you know, we've had a couple of instances where people get cabin fever and Jack is into that actually because he needs to write his book. He loves it. And yeah, he's like, we need, I, I, I love it. I, I, I love, love cabin fever. I love being alone. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> so he's into it. He says, this is perfect. I'll have five months of, like, isolation to write my book. Um, back at Jack's home headquarters, we see, we meet Wendy and Danny. Um, Danny is, has, like, this gift I guess you could say. He can, like, see see things and see the future. And he's, like, he has telepathy, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and he starts to see things in the hotel. And he starts have, having... He has, 
He hasn't seen the hotel. He hasn't doesn't, been there. Yeah, doesn't know anything about this hotel. And he, his his imaginary friend Tony, that lives the little boy that lives in his mouth, shows him like the elevator full of blood, and the twins. And anybody got a little boy that lives in their mouth? Huh? Anybody want to tell us now? <laughs> Before we fuck, dude. That <laughs> that finger thing is this is like I don't know why that's so scary to me, but it it really just. It freaks me out, it's guys. Creep, it's creep town. This is why I don't want children. Same. Because, listen, anything can happen in life. I'm going to talk about this tonight. Troublemakers. Ghost boys. Hauntings. Your kid could get haunted. Your kid could murder. Yeah. You. <laughs> Ted Bundy was somebody's little bundle of joy. Yeah. Ted guys. Bundle. Ted, bu- ten bu- Ted Bundle of joy. Ted Bundles <laughs> of joy. <laughs> I had a really hard time with that one. It's okay, I forgive you. Um, <laughs> so we we see that Danny already has this like kind of uncanny ability to see things, and he knows that Tony doesn't want to go to the hotel and can't explain why. So he shows Danny all these really creepy images, and he passes out. And Wendy calls a doctor, and we get kind of an exposition dump where like we find out that Jack dislocated danny's shoulder mm-hmm. um that's terrifying yeah yeah jack is an he's like a recovering alcoholic mm-hmm. and he came home one night drunk and um pulled danny away from some papers that he had like knocked over and uh dislocated his shoulder that's pretty intense yeah um, and Wendy kind of tries to play it off like it's, she says like, oh, it's just like you would with any child. Mm-hmm. Like, he's never drank again. Yeah. And it, you kind of get this like battered woman the syndrome yeah. thing. Yeah. Like where I think that, I think Jack in, I think that the way she plays Wendy makes me think that Jack has abused her as well. Yeah. Maybe before Danny was born or Something. even while, I mean, even probably like recently. Mm-hmm. Because she has a very... She's very afraid of him. Yeah. At least ever since that instance, she has been afraid of her husband. And you can see that. Yeah. Um, almost from the very beginning. So creepy. So you kind of... It's not really... They don't have the healthiest relationship. So that right off the bat is trouble. Red flag. Yeah. Super red flag. Because you're going to have to be alone with them for months. Um, so... <laughs> God. We're already kind of at a weird spot here. Um, we get to the hotel. There it goes. There it goes. Hello again. We're just gonna have to. We're just gonna have to deal Tell with it, guys. Um, they drive to the hotel, and we meet Dick Halloran, uh, played by Scatman Crothers, and he can sense almost immediately Danny's like ability. Yeah, he knows. So he kind of pulls him off to the side and. Uh, agrees to watch over him while Jack and Wendy tour the hotel and he asks him about um, he asks him about it. He's like, he says oh, my grandma and I used to have conversations with each other without opening our mouths and they called it The Shining. So now we have a name for it. Now we have a name for this weird, and I don't even know ability. Yeah, this weird ability Um, and he kind of explains that he thought that he and his grandma were the only ones uh, who could do that, but apparently there are more um, people out there with this, like, gift. Which is crazy to think about, because how many others are there out there? Well, that's what 
That's yeah. what Dr. Sleep explores. And like, I wasn't, it was cooler to me to isolate it to this one situation. Like yeah. I didn't need, I don't really need backstory or like lore from that. Same. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Danny. Oh yeah. This is where Danny mentions that Mr. Halloran is afraid of room 237. And this is the first instance where we, uh, where we hear that room number. And that becomes a big thing in the movie. Um, Danny almost sees spooky stuff almost immediately. The twins show up like, like right when they get there. Um, and at first they don't say anything, but later you get that. Come play with us. Come play with us, Danny. 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 (laughs) Um, meanwhile, Jack and Wendy are touring the hotel and this hotel is like a maze. I can't figure it out. It's that architecture thing. It it throws you off. Mm -hmm. You're in this, you're in this hotel, you guys. For two, two hours plus, and by the end of it, I still do not understand the layout of this hotel. And you never will. It's so scary. You never really. It's kind of like the the Blair Witch effect, where you you can't get your bearings. You know, it's too dark. It's too. The hotel's too big. Yeah, it's too big. It's a maze like. You know, Mm -hmm. it's Um, amazing. Oh, and then when they so they they go outside to show them there's a maze. Right outside of this hotel, um, like big bush walls. Dude, it's it's huge too. You'd be lost in there for a long time if you like. I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd go wandering around. This is a vagina joke for sure. (laughs) Uh, They also mentioned that the hotel was built on an Indian burial ground. Mm. So cool. Why does everybody think Indians are bad? I want to know. Okay, so I didn't look this up, you guys, but I want to know where that first appeared in horror. Like, because I know that Indian burial grounds are like a trope. Mm-hmm. But where, why? Like where did that come cemetery? from? Or yeah, the first, I think the first instance that I heard of it was in Pet Cemetery, but I don't think that was the first to like, Mm-mm. I don't know. Never, I don't know either. I'm, I'd be curious to see. If y'all know, let us know. But um, we all know, for some reason, we all know if you're a horror fan that like building something on Indian burial grounds is like not okay. Because yeah, it is. It's sacred ground, yeah. you know. It's sacred ground, you know, you don't do that. Um, so now, so we, so Mr. Halloran and Danny now have this, like, psychic connection with each other. Psychic. We cut to one month later, and this is the first time we see Danny, uh, and his, that making those awesome sounds rolling around on his trike. That, like, like, (laughs) he, he goes from hardwood floor to carpet, and, like, it's such an iconic, it's such a crazy sound everything in this movie is crazy that was the highest thing i've ever said this is <laughs> everything is, movie is crazy. crazy bro <sighs> um but it is <laughs> um jack creepily mentions that he like has never felt more happy here like whoa Making some weird sounds there, Evie. Um, he's like never felt more comfortable than he is now, and he's like, it's you know, he mentions like, it's almost like I've been here before. Uh, so it's it's already like it's already, there. and it's crazy because so Jack loves it. Jack thinks thinks that like this place is the best. Um, while Danny is having this a horrible time, seeing these horrible visions of these twins and. You know, the twins being, like, chopped up and blood all over the walls and shit. You're trying to tell them. It's so scary. And it just, it's, again, it plays out like, like a nightmare. They're just random images. 
that just pop on the screen and then they go away while this music is like, yeah, like, dude, dude, it's uh, so scary. Uh, it's really super effective. Monday, Tuesday, creepy day. Oh yeah. So now we're now it just says Tuesday. Now we just cut to Tuesday. So I don't know if this is like, I don't know when this is. Uh, it's we, Tuesday, you know. We get a report that there's snow coming. Snow, snow, snow. Ooh, blizzard time. Jack is like at his little writing station, just writing, writing, writing. He is. You can tell he's kind of had um, writer's block For a long up until time. yeah, like up until this point. And now he's like, like mm-hmm. just typing like a madman. And Wendy comes in and he's, you know, she's like, hey, babe, what's going on? <laughs> and he lets her have it. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, you little bitch, when you hear the dude, sound of me typing, don't come into the room. Dude, he has become like agitated. It's like, it's kind of like someone on drugs. Or when someone has cancer and it's uh, killing them. Yeah, I, I guess. They go through, like, some people go through, like, really, really... Like, agitated. Yeah, or, you know, when, like... I don't know if you've ever seen it, but when the dog turns on you because it's about to die, it gets sick and stuff, oh, so it gets vicious. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a good... That's a good point. Yeah. But, yeah, he gets really upset and basically tells her to fuck off. Yep. And up until this point, he's been, like, pretty sweet to her. Yeah. So it's not... This is kind of... Kind of out of character. It is. Um... And it's really scary. He doesn't... Guys, I don't... He doesn't... I did not see him, like, blink once mm-hmm. in this movie. He just doesn't do it. So creepy. Um, so he basically says, if you hear me in here typing, like, leave me the fuck alone. So you can really tell that, like, he's working on something really... Im- that's, like, he... That's, like, really important. <laughs> um, th- and then it cuts to Thursday, and it's just Jack staring into the void. <laughs> Not blinking, and it stays on him. It's it's just like a slow, you know, pan of his face. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just creepily, you know, uh, and he, like, zooming in. He slightly smiles. That's the thing. Yeah, that's so creepy. But it's like a it's like a wheat like a psychotic smile. Like yeah, a, like I'm about to do something really bad, and I love it. Uh, then it cuts to Saturday, and we find out that the phones are down, uh, probably until spring. So they are fucked on their own, basically. They have their radio on that they can radio, like, the, the like, the radio dispatch thing, the police station, I think it is. Yeah, or it's like, like an emergency. Yeah. Um, so they have that, but they don't have the phones. Uh, this is when the twins start talking to Danny and they show him, like, images of them all chopped up. Um, I don't like it. Mm-mm. It's not delectable. Uh, by, by Monday, we kind of get the sense that Jack has developed these, like, weird sleeping habits. Um, he sleeps in till late hours of the day, and he doesn't go to bed until, like, very early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, he feels, again, weirdly great about this hotel, and mentions to Danny that he's, like, so happy here. Mm-hmm. And Danny is so nervous, because... He knows that there's something bad in this hotel. So I think he's already getting the sense that the hotel is, like, taking over his dad. You know, like, his dad is in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, because he suddenly, Danny gets very, like, almost catatonic. Yeah, he won't talk or anything. Um, so it's getting a little 
tense. Spooky. He says, yeah, spooky. <laughs> That's not mine, you guys. That's uh, James A. Janice from Dead Meat. Damn. I just... <laughs> um, <coughs> so, oh, yeah. And then Danny mentions, like, you never heard us, right, Dad? 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 <laughs> and, uh, and he says, no. Did your mother tell yeah, you Yeah, did your that? mother say that? <laughs> Do your mother say that, bitch? Huh? That bitch. Um, and he says no. He says, I, he's like, I love you more than anything in the world. And I would never hurt you. But like, I don't know, man. You can tell by the seriousness of my eyes. You can tell by my predatory eyes. Uh, <laughs> so now it's Wednesday. This is the day that shit fucking hits bricks. the fan <laughs> that shit bricks out of the fan solid shit bricks. um room 237 is wide open someone wide has open someone put the room. key in there yeah. and opened the door because oh yeah because it was locked danny tried it mm-hmm. really and it was locked there was so a key. Some, somebody unlocked it okay um jack is asleep at his writing desk and he's having some fucking nightmares have you ever woken up screaming yes. have you ever like, ah, like yes I've, I think I did like once and it was the scariest dream that I've ever had. I remember that it was about cannibalism, but that's it. I woke up, I did wake up, maybe not screaming like on top of my lungs, but I was like, I knew that I had been thrashing around and like trying to, to, ah, you know, I have a lot of those dreams, um, especially when I take NyQuil. Mm. Um, but one of the, one of the craziest ones was when I, I literally woke up screaming and like crying and, um, it was, uh, it was my ex that I was with. He was trying to murder me and I was stabbing him, but it was like, my arms were, were not, yeah, they were like, yes. and I'm like, <laughs> like all of my power, dude, just to kill him. Dude, every time. So like. I, okay, I don't know why, you guys, but I just frequently have bad dreams. I have a lot of nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and it always, I'm always running from something, and it always feels like I'm running in water. Yeah, or like, like I, sludge. Yeah, like I I just can't. It's so get, weird. And it gives me more anxiety mm-hmm. than anything. Yo, dude. Sometimes, like, I've had sleep paralysis before. I haven't. Where you are awake and you, your body is not awake. So you cannot fucking move. I've had that happen to me before. It is the scariest thing ever. If you want to know more about it, Netflix has a documentary about it called The Nightmare. Oh And it's about people with sleep paralysis that have, like, seen demons and, like, haunted shit while they have sleep paralysis. Like, I was awake but I couldn't move because this demon thing was like on top of me and like, and you know, it's, it's because your, your brain just hasn't sent the message to your body that you're awake. But like in that state, they've had nightmares and it, and they've tried to wake up, but they're already awake. It's just their body. Oh my God. I have, it's so scary. I don't know if this is a form of sleep paralysis, but I get to a point where I'm so tired that like, I feel, feel like when I touch things, I'm touching big things. Like, <laughs> like I'll touch my wrist and it feels like 500 times bigger. Okay. Interesting. And, and heavy and heavy. Weird. Um, Dreams are weird, you guys. The, the most realistic dream was because it was real. Okay. Did you have like something on you? Listen, dude. <laughs> Listen. Everybody, also, everybody lean in close. Story time. I had a dream. 
that I had to pee so, so fucking bad. Like, the worst I've ever had to pee in my entire life. Yeah. And I'm screaming, running. I'm like, ah, I gotta pee. Like, ah. you know, like, hard, right? And there's this door on a cloud. And I flew there. And I opened the door. Okay. And there was this porcelain toilet with, with my mom's really bad yellow lighting in her bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, happy birthday, mom. It's my mom's birthday Happy day. birthday! Happy birthday! Um, so I sit on the toilet. <laughs> and I release, bro. And I'm <laughs> peeing so hard. And then I start to feel warm. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I full on, full on let my whole bladder go. Like in, in my your bed. sleep? In my bed, dude. I was like 25. Yeah. And I full on pissed the bed. Yep. That's, Thank, that's happened that, to me before, dude. That I had a I had a um a mattress protector on. So I just thank God I had to wash that. Oh my god. I felt like a baby. I felt like a big baby. It's dreams are fucking weird, dude. Dream weaver. <laughs> when you can't tell like what is when you're in that okay, it's not it's not necessarily dreaming, but it's that weird half state, that like half sleep state. That weirds me out. I look behind me. Anyway, back <laughs> to the movie. Um, so, oh shit. Okay. So he's having a nightmare. He's screaming at his desk and Wendy runs over and wakes him up and he says, I had a dream that I killed you and Danny. And it wasn't just, I didn't just kill you. I chopped you up into little pieces. Oh! And, he, and he told her that, dude. Guys. It, hey, uh, you know, I killed you, but I also chopped you up in little and, tiny pieces. And guys, this is the first time where Jack acknowledges, like, hey, I think something's wrong. Yeah. Because up until now, like, he has been so kind of dead. Just, Dream. but weird, but like, he just accepts it. He doesn't question it. Right. He just kind of falls into the madness. This was a little bit of him coming back. I think he wanted to. I think he was more than willing to like, just let himself go. Mm-hmm. I think he was already, I mean, he was already kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, And this just was the last little like touch over the edge. Mm-hmm. And he just let it happen. So he, this is the first time we get a little bit of like a, maybe there is something wrong here, you know, but it doesn't last long. Uh, Danny, so Danny has gone into room 237 and he comes out hearing Jack's screams and we see that he has like bruises, like somebody grabbed him by the neck and his shirt is torn. Yeah. And Wendy just assumes that Jack did it. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah. She's like, you did this. How could you do this? And she runs, she like takes him up the stairs and Jack does not try to no. remedy that situation at all. He just sits there. He goes to the ballroom and, like, um, f- you know, finds it empty and sits at the bar. And, he and you know, it's weird. He, sit, he sits in an empty bar, right? The, the hotel gets cleaned out of booze before they close. Right. Because of insurance purposes, which, like, duh. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want drunken asses yeah. in my hotel. Like, so he... He's sitting at this empty bar and he says, I'd give my soul for a glass of beer. And as soon as he says that, he looks up and the bar is full. And Lloyd. And Lloyd, the bartender, is standing there. And again, no blinking. This person does not fucking blink. Because the dead don't blink. He's so creepy. Um, God damn. So, he... um, so maybe, like, I don't know, he just, again, like, accepts it. 
He doesn't question it. He doesn't sit there and go like, there's not supposed to be alcohol here. Like, no. he just looks up, he sees Lloyd, and he's like, oh, Lloyd, good to see you. And like, all of this. And he knew his name. Yeah. So, like, nobody told him who Lloyd was. They only told him who the who the groundskeeper was. And everybody knows who Mr. Torrance is. Yep. So, like, and it's all very, and I think at first it's just the, the bartender and Jack, but later mm-hmm. it becomes this whole, um party ballroom this whole ballroom there's all this all these people and they're all dressed in 1920s mm-hmm. garb like flap, flapper, flapper yeah so we're getting like bits and pieces of this weirdness going yeah. on um he oh yeah so jack is like he resents wendy for like not um not trusting him after the accident with danny right he's like you know she won't let me forget that shit blah 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 um and which which will later fuel his like justification for wanting to kill them like right he kind of uses that as his one of the catalysts for i mean obviously he he's overcome like by the the force of the hotel but also like it's fed by his already resentment towards his wife right um which makes you really which again makes you vulnerable i i feel like negative energies and like negative thoughts make you like vulnerable to mm-hmm. to it, this kind of shit. It opens you up, dude. Yeah, to bet to demonology. Um, Wendy. <laughs> oh yeah, and then, so Wendy like bursts in and claims that Danny has been attacked by a woman in two thirty seven. Um, so she wants Jack to go check it out. Uh, so when he does, he this is where we see him. Um, he goes into room 237 and there's a lady, there's like a naked woman in the bathtub. And she's hot. She's hot. She's tall. Yeah. Amazon. Yeah, she's really tall. Um, or it seems, it seemed that way. Maybe it was a small No, she room. was tall as fuck. So she is completely naked and Jack is immediately like, boner. Boner city, yep. dude. He's ready to go. Um, they start making out and he looks, oh, guys. So one of the things that I wanted to mention is that every time Jack sees a ghost, it's in a mirror. Or there are there like are mirrors in the room. That's interesting. So is that real? Or is that his cabin fever? Like is this yeah. is the Overlook Hotel haunted or is Jack making up he's a writer. He's like making up this fucking crazy shit like i don't know you guys like so he they're making out and he looks the reason why i say that is because jack looks at that moment he looks up he happens to open his eyes while he's making out with this chick and looks in the into the mirror and sees that this woman's skin is falling off and she becomes this like old lady and it looks like she's been burned almost or she's been in water too long yeah, something like and, that. And her skin's just Yeah, waterlogged. Yeah, ugh, that's disgusting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that corpse in uh, in uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, dude. They pull out of the lake. All pieces all ripped out from her. Yeah, so her skin is falling off and she starts, he backs away and she starts just like kind of chasing, not chasing, but like slowly walking towards him and, and just laughing. like cackling. Yeah, like which um, He comes back, he runs away and goes back to Wendy and he says, I didn't see shit. Piece She's, of shit, dude. Yep, he he explains that he didn't see anything and Danny's making all this up. And then he suggests that Danny was the one who, who like... Hurt himself. Who hurt himself. 
Fucking cuck, dude. Um, Jack. And Danny can, I'm pretty sure he, Danny can hear all this between Jack and Wendy. Jack is saying, like, I think Jack, or I think Danny did that to himself. I think blah, blah, blah. And Danny can hear all this happening. And so he, now I think it's for sure that Danny knows they're in trouble. So Danny calls on Halloran. He, like, psychically <laughs> calls uh, Dick Halloran, who is in Florida for the winter. And he has a cool-ass room. He has, like, pictures of naked ladies all over the place. Like, he's living. <laughs> um, and he gets this... <coughs> he's, like, laying in bed, and he gets this... He gets a vision, and you don't really see what it is, but you know that it's bad because mm. his face just, like, twists into this, like, terrified... Like, he looks so scared. Yeah. So you can only, you can, like, only imagine what he's seeing right now. So he decides to call up the, the Overlook Hotel, but the phones are down, obviously. So he radios... He, he like, calls the dispatch so that they can radio the Torrances and then call him back. And... But by then, Jack has destroyed the radio. He, like, took... I don't know, guys. He, like, took out some wiring or some shit. Like, he Nerd. disabled it. Um, so there's no radio either. Yay. Uh, Jack goes to the ballroom again. He just goes back and just drinks with his... <laughs> drinks with his buddies. He runs into a waiter who spills a drink on him. And when they go into the... Okay, guys. So the waiter takes him into the bathroom to, like, get all the, whatever, like, the daiquiri off of him, <laughs> I guess. And he mentions that his name is Delbert Grady, who was the previous caretaker of the hotel, the one who chopped up his family. And so Jack is like, oh, you're the guy who, you're the last caretaker of this place. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? And he says, yeah, you're, you know, you're the one who chopped up your family, whatever. And he's like, he says, you've always been the caretaker. I've never... I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but with a little... They start... You know, and then they ha they start having this conversation. And, and, and you can tell that Grady is kind of egging on Jack to kill his family. Mm -hmm. Like, he's... You know, he tells him, your son is bringing a third party into the situation. With and his we, mind. And we need to correct it. Ah, and correct he, him. You know, you know what needs to be done. And then... It he totally switches and like totally admits to killing his family. Yeah. He's like, he was like, yes, I correct yes, like my daughters. I correct, yeah, I corrected them. Um, God. So now we're the ghosts are literally like pushing him, like do kill, it, kill it, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Wendy, Wendy's planning on taking Danny to the next town. Uh by way of the snowcat which is like a it's like a it's like a giant vehicle <laughs> yeah it's like a bobcat with bigger treading and yeah. more armor for snow yeah That's so it's basically a thing that you could drive uh. down a snowbound road like it's it's like for that um it's for it so but by now danny is totally taken over by tony his imaginary friend mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's because the ghosts found out that he has this, like, ability and shut him the fuck up. That's I, what I think. And and that's a great opinion. I don't know. I, I could think, be wrong. I think that um, he uh, he got so scared that Tony is... Like his... To Tony is in touch with the Shining, yeah. I feel like. 
someone, um, what's his name? Who, Danny? Danny is in trouble. Yeah. The boy in the mouth comes out. That's and true. Protects. But, and like, and you, you know, yeah, Danny, or Tony is very protective of Danny. Yeah. He's very much like, um, you know, in the beginning, he, Tony, and like, he, you guys know, like, he has a different voice and does the finger thing when he's Tony, and he always talks to him with Danny and mentions that he didn't want to go to this hotel. Doesn't want to go. So now that they're there, Tony is, like, kind of protecting him. And so I think you're right. I think that, like, Tony is now in charge because Danny can't really handle it. Yeah. Because um, Danny, you know, if I was Danny, I would have been shitting myself. It's This is a weird situation. Like Scary. Seeing the twins, like, seeing ghosts and seeing all that stuff and, like, not... And you're in a hotel. You are stuck. You are snowed in. Mm-hmm. You cannot leave. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing this shit and you, like, can't get away from it. Yep. Nope. Fuck that. He checked out. Um, after... So, after not being able to reach the Torrances through radio or phone, like, Dick Halloran's like, I gotta get out there. Mm-hmm. So, he takes a plane to Colorado and he books... He, like, rents his own snowcat to get yeah. out there. Um, he has a lot of trouble getting to them because the it's like, you know, it just so happens to be, like, the worst storm they've seen in years, you know? Um... Back in the hotel, Wendy is like, I have to protect my kid yeah. from this guy. And good for her because Dude. she really does look like a pushover. She, I mean, she is. like, but, but she balls the fuck up. Yeah, so she grabs, she knows that if, by now she knows that if she confronts him, she's going to need protection. So mm-hmm. she grabs a baseball bat and goes down to his writing desk. And He's we, not there. And he's not there, but the thing that he's been writing is... Oh, what does it say, Sheridan? And it is probably, like, 500 pages of all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And that's it. Over line and after over line after line. And over. And there, it's such a great scene, you guys. The, the violins are like... Yeah, dude! And she's flipping <laughs> she's flipping through paper after paper after and she's sobbing. Like God. she knows that her husband is just like gone. Got totally she lost gone. her husband. Yeah. Totally gone. And her son. Yeah. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. basically. Yep. So she's flipping through and flipping through, and then the camera um is behind her and we see Jack coming up behind her. Ugh. And he surprises her. And he is, he eyes her like a fucking lion yeah. eyeing an His antelope. Prey. Yeah. yeah. He is hungry. Yeah. Intimidating her. He's, you know, um, basically like following her up, up the stairs. And she says, you know, Danny needs to see a doctor. And she is being, she's being this pushover the whole time. Yeah. She's not standing up for herself. No. She's backing up. She's holding the, she's holding the bat in front of her, but she's crying. Yeah. And like. Just, you can tell, like, I mean, this woman is, like, my size. Like, she's mm-hmm. so tiny. If they got into a physical altercation, he would win. Yeah. For sure. Right. And that is something else that is so scary, being a woman in that situation. Yeah. I would be the weaker. I would be the prey. Mm-hmm. I would have very little defense. You know, even if I had a bat. I feel like Jack could have easily taken it from her if she hadn't hit him in the head. Right. So they get up to the top of the stairs and he's, you know, he's like, I'm going to bash your brains in, you know, like, so she, she swings and hits his arm and then she swings again and hits his head and he just fucking 
right down the stairs. And Bye. it's a, and it's a huge staircase. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets knocked out and Wendy is able to drag him to the pantry in the kitchen. It's like a, you know, the huge walk-in pantry mm-hmm. and she shuts the door and locks it. And he says, what do you, you know, he's like, Kind of coming, coming to... Coming out of, like, a knockout, yeah. And she says, I'm going to take Danny, and we're going to go in the snowcat, and we're going to go to the next town, and I'll bring back a doctor. Like, just stay here. And he says, the fuck you are. Like, yeah. I have a surprise for you. Mm-hmm. Go check the snowcat. You're not going and anywhere. she checks the snowcat, and he He's like, did some... fuel line? Yeah, or? he, like, did some shit. I don't know, vehicles, he you guys. He disabled the vehicle. Mm-hmm. That's what we do know. He disabled the vehicle. Um, he also disabled the radio, which she finds out later. So, um, now it cuts to 4 p.m., and I think this is the next Thursday. She just gets back in I don't bed. know, guys. It's, I don't know. Time, by now, like, I don't know what the fuck. This movie is so disorienting. Um, Jack wakes up in the pantry, which is really scary. You probably should not sleep while you, when you have a concussion. And I know he had a concussion. Mm-hmm. Um, he wakes up to Grady's voice outside Good of the door. Grady. And Grady's like, um, it doesn't look like you're doing your job very well. Yeah, it doesn't look like you have control of this situation, buddy. Um, and Guy. Jack is like... Give me, just give me a chance, Sandy. <laughs> give me a chance. Damn. Um, <laughs> so Grady lets him out. Grady is able, like the ghost of Grady unlocks the door for him. Fucking Grady. And he gets out. Um, Dick is... Dick. Dick is on his way. While Danny... Oh, so uh, Danny uh, wakes his mom up with his red rums. Mm-hmm. He's red just walking. Rum. Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. That's so scary. He writes red rum on the door with lipstick. Mm-hmm. And it's so scary. And he ends up waking up his mother. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? And then she looks in the mirror and the words say murder. murder. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's, here comes Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> I was going to say Jackie and it ended up like, Johnny. Here comes Jackie. So he, yeah, Jack is coming up with an axe straight for the bedroom. Mm-hmm. He is straight aiming towards the bedroom. Uh, Wendy, okay, so they hear they hear him coming. And so Wendy is able to send Danny out of the hotel, like, through the bathroom window. Mm-hmm. But the bathroom window is too small for her, so she can't get out. So she tells Danny, like, just fucking run. Mm-hmm. Just get out of here, you know. Don't um, stop me. Yeah. And Jack... Hacks into the bathroom. Jack hacks. Had Jack hacks, and he sticks his face through the the hole that he's made, and he says, "Here's Johnny," which I think is an improvised line. I think it's one of those like famous improvised really? lines. Yeah. Damn, dude. Um, she, he says, "Here's Johnny." He reaches towards the doorknob, and she slices his hand, which like, all right, good idea, good mm-hmm. idea. And then we hear the snowcat. We hear old Dick. Old Dick is coming, coming up. Coming old loud Dick as is, fuck. Old Dick is old Dick has finally made its way up here. So he naturally has to go. Uh, so Jack is kind of distracted by that and Jack leaves. Jack's got a hack. Yep, he leaves. And uh, Wendy can't leave quite yet because like the door is jammed. Like I don't know, whatever. So. 
Halloran, now we see Halloran just like searching the halls and he's just like, and this is a long scene. It's a long time with him just walking down hallway after hallway, calling for the Torrances and no one answers until all of a sudden we get like kind of our first jump, real like jump scare. And Jack pops out of nowhere with this axe and just Plums, gets him. Plummets it right in the dick. Right. <laughs> right in his chest. Right in his dick. Um, And so now that's the end of... Guys, this is the first kill of this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's almost over. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, Alien. There you another, go. Another long, yeah. long one, but worth it. But this one is even, like, crazier, because this is, like, an hour and a half in. Yeah. Like, um, there are very few horror movies that that can, that can do that. You know? Very few that do that. That do that, you know? Yeah, do it. <laughs> um, a lot of horror movies try to um, have a high body count, and this one, I mean, you, and again, you don't need it. You don't, you don't need... It ain't about the bodies. It ain't about the body count. It's about... Freedom. <laughs> America. Um, <laughs> so, Wendy gets out of the bathroom and she runs through the hotel calling for Jack. And she runs into a lot of scary shit. She runs into a guy in a bear suit blowing another guy. Which is just fucking weird. I don't get it. I don't get that, you guys. That's the one... Okay, you know what? I retract what I said. If I was going to take away one scene, it would be that scene. That scene, like, does nothing. It's not scary. It's weird. I don't know what it is. Like, what was the point? Like, what was Stanley Kubrick thinking when he... I don't think that's a part in the book. Although I did read the book a really long time ago, so I don't really remember. I don't know, guys. It's weird. She runs into that. She runs into the ballroom that's now covered in cobwebs and, like, skeletons. Um, webs and skeletons, eh? She runs into a guy, like a waiter with a bloody, like an axe uh, wound in his head. Um, don't stop me now. So, but Jack... Okay, so I don't remember how Danny got back into the hotel. Maybe he saw the snowcat. Mm-hmm. Because okay, he left yeah. the front door open. Yeah, yeah okay, so he... Jack, or blah, 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 blah. Danny saw the snowcat, so he ran back inside. Mm-hmm. And he hid... And I think he he either felt or saw or both Jack killing Mr. Halloran. Like, right. he finds... I mean, because he's had this psychic connection with him this whole time. So when he dies, Danny is, like, immediately aware he of could, it. He could almost feel it. So he runs away from... He starts running away and Jack catches him running away and, and goes after him. And... They go outside. Yeah, Danny runs into the maze. God, dude. Um... And Jack follows him. And at first, Jack is able to follow him because he leaves footprints. Yep. But he's... Danny is able to run far enough away so that he can stop and cover up his tracks. Smart fucking kid. Smart kid, I wouldn't have thought of that. I... In my panicked state, I'm not sure what I would do, you guys. Mm -hmm. I... I probably would not survive most horror movies, I have to admit. Like... No, there's no way. I would just keep running. So he covers up his footprints and goes and hides in a bush and Jack soon gets lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Danny is able to follow his own footprints back out um, where he meets Wendy. Mommy. Mommy. And they take Dick's snowcat. Smart. They get on his snowcat and just ride away and Jack is can hear it. He can hear them driving Dude, away. Ja- at this point, Jack is not saying 
any words. He's mo- he's going, <gasps> yeah, <gasps> like he. There's nothing coming out. He literally is just gone. So he. He just kind of wanders around and then it cuts to like the next day and he's just frozen. Solid. And it is so creepy. His eyes are kind of like up, rolled up into the back rolled of his up. head. Yeah. And it, you can start to see his lips kind of like retracting. Yeah. Almost. It is weird, you guys. It's gross. He's got frost on him. And then we immediately cut to the interior of the hotel where we zoom in on a picture of a 4th of July party from 1921. And guess who's in the front fucking row, you guys? Jack Dickelson. Jack. Knack Jickelson. Knack Jickelson. <laughs> Old Tack Jorance. Uh, <laughs> standing there in the front. So Jack has always been the caretaker of this hotel. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the hotel... I want... Okay, so the, the theory that I like is that... Is what you were saying, where he was absorbed. He kind of became... That picture, like, manifested itself after he died. You know what we should have looked for? We should have looked for a picture of Dick. That's what I wanted to see. Oh, if he was in... See, if he because, was in the picture? like, people who fall victim to the hotel become a part of the hotel. Because those children, Aww. those little those little girls, they didn't ask to be killed, but guess, who, guess who's there? But I don't think they're in the picture. Yeah, but they're there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I there are a lot of theories out there about like what, um, what that means. The what the photo at the at the end means. Um, Kubrick, like, d- just said that he Jack is a reincarnation of this caretaker that has always been there. But I don't like. I don't know why. I just don't like that. I th- yeah. I feel like that's a cop out, maybe yeah. or I don't know. It just doesn't. That doesn't make sense. To me. Um, I think that he would have taken on the, like, energy of the caretaker. Yeah. That's, that's what a possession is. It's, it's, right. it's like a demon or a force taking a body. And yeah. that's, that's what I think happened. I think that, yeah. the, I think that the energy of the caretaker went into Jack and he, when he died, he just became... And I feel like part of the hotel. if that photo was really there the whole time, I feel like one of them would have noticed it. Listen, you're there. You're in that hotel for so fucking long. All but you I, have to do all day is wander around. I don't think he was around. in that. I don't think he was ever in it until that's he what died. I, but that's what I mean. Like yeah. people, people who, there are people out there who think that like that picture was always there and he oh. was just this reincarnation. No. And like, and I, I don't it, like that because I feel like you would have noticed. Yeah. Because, again, there's nothing to do in that hotel but wander around and be in the hotel. Right. So you would you would look uh. at, at pictures. You would look at... Everything. Yeah, you would... What? You're looking behind me like something's behind me. No, I keep... I heard something. Oh. Uh, I like... You're making... I'm all jumpy now. I'm uh, jumpy. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what... I want to say that that photo appeared after he died. And it was like, yeah. I think it, you live in an, in apartments, dude. I, I think know, people are I'm just scared. being, just don't be scared. You never know. Uh, yeah, that's it though. It's that's, our time down here. It's <laughs> that's the end of The Shining. That is she thinning, you guys. That I... as that that as that <laughs> as the shinning. That's the shinning. Uh, it is my favorite. Again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. This is my tippy top of my like haunted house, air quotes like movie the tippy top for me is um 
Amityville. Oh yeah, that's such I a wanna, big top for me. House ha- haunted houses are my favorite. It's probably like one of my f- is like my okay. I'm I'm not okay. Never mind. Slashers are my number one, but haunted houses are my number two. Right. We should do a month of haunted houses. That'd be fun. Um, and just do haunted houses movies because those are the best. There's a lot. There are a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is really tippy top because again, it doesn't use <laughs> it doesn't use um darkness. Or shadows or things that you would associate with a horror movie yeah. to um, successfully scare you. Mm-hmm. You can see everything. Everything's brightly lit. People scare the um, shit out of me. Yeah, it's just people's descent into madness. Yeah, I'm just and, saying. If you yeah. have a, if you have, if you talk to your dad and you have a relationship with him, and it's good, and then you think about going to a hotel with your dad and your mom, and then your dad wants to kill you. Yeah. All of a sudden. That's heartbreaking, dude. Yeah. To think about someone you love so much coming after you to chop, chop, chibity, chop, chop you up. I'm just, I feel for Wendy this whole time. Yeah, dude. Like, I really feel for her because she is, she is seeing, she's kind of the, um, I don't know what word to use. She's like the, I don't want to say the normal one because that's not what I'm trying to say. She's like the human part of this movie. The human she, torch. She reacts the way that we would in this situation. She sees things in this haunted house and she knows they're not right and right. she it scares her and she know and she wants to leave. Mm-hmm. Danny is the same way, but Danny has a more psychic connection to it. Um, <coughs> but Wendy is like she doesn't have she doesn't feel anything from this hotel. Right. When she first gets there. She doesn't start experiencing the weird shit until it starts affecting her family. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, it's just really sad to see her having to deal... Like, just not knowing what to do. What do you do when your son is catatonic and your husband is, is a psycho. threatening to kill you? It's really scary. You know you do? Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just and that's what she does. Swimming, hey, you swimming. know, for, for, like, a meek kind of person she i mean she was able to survive i knew and a boy named amik amik oh okay yeah he was, right. hot. <laughs> he was hot um he grew up to be like a hella big drug dealer <laughs> nice yeah um but yeah that's <laughs> it that's that soul i got it's a good movie it's on amazon prime but you have to rent it but it's only like three dollars so rent it cough up the dough man rent it yeah if you haven't seen the shining do it because yeah, it's worth it. Two thumbs up. Yes. No, no bashing on it. I don't know who would. Two thumbs up because we only have two. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. If you have three, get out. Get, get, <laughs> get out of here. Um, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, bro. Um, this is Chelsea. You can find me on Instagram at lunar underscore waifu. Um, you can find our page, Flick Chicks Official, on Instagram. Um, or you can follow us on Facebook. We have a like page. Yeah. What about you, bro? Oh, okay. So before I before I tell you my stuff, I just want to say that a lot of you have been messaging us and telling us that we have great chemistry together. And I just want to say that thanks. We know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're best friends. We've so. known each other since what, like my sophomore year of high school, your junior. Yeah. So 2006. 2005. I started high school in 2005. Okay, so 2006 probably. Yeah. Yeah, so a long-ass time. We met in theater. Yep. That's why we're so animated. That's why we're so uh, 
Special. Yeah. <laughs> Special. You can follow me. My name is Sheridan um, at your Goliath Pal on Instagram. You can find us on the Slasher app mm-hmm. at Flick Chicks. Mm-hmm. And she riding, she riding, she mm-hmm. rolling. And that's it. That's all I got. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you liked the episode. Hope you loved it. Uh, I don't know what episode we're doing next week, but what else is new? Um, we kind of decide last minute. Yeah, nothing. That's why That's why we posted the poster, like, today, because we were like... Do you like this? Mm, yeah, I do. Chelsea just cut up her old credit card. I don't have a joint bank account. I don't have a... I don't have a... I don't have a... But I have a 600 plus electricity bill. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Okay. And on that note... Goodbye. I'm just kidding. Love you. <laughs> Love uh, you guys. Goodbye. This has been another episode of... Flick Chicks! Chicks. <laughs>